Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of The Back Peg. Uh, we are speaking on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself and Laz. Welcome, Laz. Well, thank you, Nathan. And welcome to all the Back Peg listeners. And yeah, a bit earlier in the week, but that's, uh, that's not a bad thing. It's a not good a bad thing, thing at all. Mm. And uh, we're recording early because uh, yours truly, as we said on the last pod, is heading up for the week ahead to go to a wedding. And I'll say congratulations again to Justin and Lauren. Uh, the new Mr. and Mrs. Hallam. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations indeed. Mm. But Laz, there's been a massive weekend of news. It feels like only a couple of days ago we last spoke. Well, uh, what was it? Wednesday, I think it was. So we had yeah. the Socceroos play mm-hmm. and we've had a fair bit of uh, other news take place. I was happy with the seven. Yeah, same. I yeah. think first half, there was periods where they did take the foot off the gas a bit. Mm-hmm. But then second half, Jay McLaren comes on, bags a hat-trick. Mm. And... I've seen him getting a, a little bit of stick for it because of three tap-ins, but I got, got to be in the right spot, man. That's the, it. That's a skill the, in know, and of itself. Absolutely, got to mm-hmm. be in the right spot, you know. And I'd rather that than him not be in the right spot and the score only be four. Dan McLaren is a poacher. That's who he is. That's it. As a striker, and mm. give him the ball and he will score. And mm. that's what they did. Well, he correct. scored three of them anyway. Yeah, correct. And running out a, a seven-nil win over Bangladesh. Mm. We await the uh, game against Palestine on Wednesday morning Sydney time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll and, be interesting. Uh, one a.m. For... One a.m. Yeah, Sydney time. Yeah, yeah. one a.m. Mm. And um, I don't know. I'm expecting maybe a win by a couple of goals. Yep. I think Palestine are going to be very much up for the match, given mm-hmm. everything politically that's going on. So uh, it'll be a test for the Socceroos in one sense. Yeah, it will be. And look, you know, I'll, I'll be happy with the three-nil win. Oh, they, so should win, they should win by three. Yeah. You know, but football is a funny thing at times. Mm. It'd be a good moment if they get on the score sheet. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. But uh, I, want re- I want relentlessness like France. See, that's yes. the kind of thing I'm talking about. <laughs> Blood. Right? You put the foot to the throat, just that's it. Yeah, 14-0. Yeah. I mean, okay, it was, there was a player sent off at 3-0. Yeah, <laughs> they take the foot off the gas. That's it. And they played Gibraltar. Like, come yes, on. okay, Gibraltar. Aren't <laughs> fancy, we know that, right? The Netherlands are going up against Gibraltar mm. in the uh, last round of Euro qualifiers. There, so that'll basically tick the box of the Netherlands. So they've already qualified effectively, anyway. That's funny. I thought uh, Gibraltar was supposed to be as solid as a rock. Ah, dear, I dear. That's a terrible pun, Nathan. <laughs> terrible pun. Nevertheless, um, <laughs> oh, look, hey, full credit to the French. Yeah. And, and you know, if they're going to show that. Giroud, mm. With a great goal. Mm. Mbappe. From Absolutely. Near enough halfway. Yep. If they're going to show that kind of relentlessness, uh, that makes some favourites for mine. Because Yeah, I mean, the depth of guys is crazy. England wear our sorts against Malta if they're the second favourites. Seems like everyone's getting into gear. Yeah, except for England. Yeah. I, know they, I know that Southgate tried stuff, which is okay in the first half, but still wasn't that convincing. In the second half. No, I mean, look, they're still the March internationals, and I expect that to be essentially some warm-up games. Mm. I'm not sure what their schedule is. Is it friendlies? Is it qualifiers? Brazil, the Brazil, World Cup? Brazil and Belgium. Friendlies. Good games. Yeah, Brazil and Belgium, so they're not easy. No, and that'll get you ready for a Euros, for sure. For sure. No, agreed. So uh, we'll learn a lot about England and how they sit for the Euros in March. Mm. But look, it's common ground that we've touched on many times. England, great squad, lacking the dugout. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of competition at this Euros. Mm-hmm. Plenty of competition. And yep. uh, seems like Germany may have a solution for uh, a much troubled football, as Did you see this? Yes, I saw that guy Havertz playing <laughs> yes. left, left back. Yeah, probably should be left back in the grandstand. Oh, dear. 
Yes, and yes, perhaps, but no. Good luck to him, man. Good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, you can't, you know, if um, Nagelsmann wants to use him that way, why not? A weird one, isn't it? Just an ordinary old left back. Like everyone thought when they saw the lineup that is he going to be like this really modern marauding, basically playing with a number ten mm. in possession, but very much more a classic fullback. Did mm. get on the score sheet, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah, he so did. he might be onto something, Nagelsmann. He might know something that the rest of the world doesn't, that Kai Havertz is a left back. Mm. And that's it. <laughs> Doing a reverse bail. Correct, correct. Look, I mean, <laughs> good luck to the player, right? I mean, I know he's much maligned, but, you know, if he, he's obviously good enough to be playing for Arsenal, good enough to be playing for Germany. So, you know, if they found a spot for him at left fullback, well, and he does the job, that's it. Good luck to him. Yeah, you very know. much so. I'm not, I'm not going to give him any stick about it. Now, where you do give him stick is if there's an open goal and he misses. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. as he has before, because he's a professional footballer and he should be able to put those things away with his eyes closed. But anyway, sometimes the bounce of the ball goes or you hit it with the wrong part of your foot. But that's what park footballers cop, not <laughs> professional footballers. <laughs> so he's got the makings of a good play, Kai Havertz. Like, he get in, gets into good positions. Yeah. Yeah. You can see he's got a good football brain. Mm. Uh, it's just not working out for him. Mm. Maybe it's a confidence thing, I don't know. But there is yeah. a player in there, and that's part of the reason I'm sure why Arteta decided to spend $65 million on him. Mm. There's a yeah, player no, in there that's somewhere. True. That's true. Where else did you want to go internationally? Did you want to go uh, Europe? Did you want to stick in Europe? Did you want to go to South America? Did you want to go to the rest of Asia? Anything that caught your eye there? Um, Probably should mention the uh, the group with our heritage national teams. Oh, okay, in their yes. Sure. We should mention that, touch on it. We did, but and... that's all right. Let's go. <laughs> well, the rest of the group, anyway. <laughs> yes, the Dutch, not the Dutch the are Irish, are through. I know. Yes, and to no one's surprise, mm-hmm. even though again the Dutch made it hard work for themselves. It did look very. What's the word? Ordinary. Ordinary. Yeah, I wasn't going to say ordinary. I was going to say dreary. Mm, I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't. Words. It wasn't a great watch. To no, be fair, right. I was. Encouraged by Van Dijk's performance, he seems to be back to his best. Yep, he's After... definitely be- he's definitely better than what he was in the World Cup. Yes, yeah. and I thought he was done at the top level mm. after his big injury. He wasn't didn't look like the same player, but mm. he seems to be coming back now. No, agreed. agreed, and that's yeah. a good thing for the Dutch, right? Coming into this uh, Euro, you know, it they're is gonna, they're going to be formidable because I think they'll be in pot three, though. Nathan, will they? Or... Yeah, they'll be a pot okay. three team because there's ten groups. Right, Germany, yeah. uh, pot one. There's six groups, <laughs> right? Mm. So you've got in the top two pots, you've got you know um, Germany and the top ten group winners. So that's eleven, and you've got the uh, best place second team, which I think is Austria. There you go. Right. Oh, look, so you the, know, so they're your top two pots. It's going to be very difficult for the Dutch to <laughs> make a shake of anything of this yeah. Euro. It's just what the way we've been playing since I don't know how long, to be honest, but yeah. It's it's going to be a tough watch, I think. You've got the likes of Netherlands and Italy being in the pot three teams. Mm, Yeah, and just look at the uh, their performance in the World Cups. One Mm. makes a semi final, the other doesn't make it at all. Mm. Yeah, they both are in pot three. Mm. Yeah, it's it's going to be very very um, interesting. Look, I mean, we'll. I know Greece qualified as a because of their Nations League. They finished third, but also they were Nations League winners, group winners, I should say. So from that group, um, so they're um, so they're one of the twelve teams that'll be in the final stages of uh, qualifying. 
So I think that is around the 21st of March and then the 26th of March, and the draw's done for that later on this week, I think. Oh, so, cool. So, yeah. So we'll, know who, yeah, so we'll know who uh, Greece faces. Um, I don't – yeah. So, yeah, so you've got um, – yeah, the way the, the qualifying works, I've kind of read up on it and it makes sense now, but it's it's still not great. But anyway, we'll, we'll see it's what happens. It's a hodgepodge of a system. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what right. happens anyway. I like the idea of someone from Nations League D mm. who's going to make the Euros. I like the idea of that, but the way they've gone about it is just a mess, and no one understands yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, so there's twelve nations that'll be there, and I know that Greece will be one of them. So, yeah, but uh, there'll be a bit more news on that next week because the draw is um, later on this week. Mm. But um, yes, South America. Let's do it. Um, Marcelo Bielsa. He's working his magic. Uruguay have knocked over Argentina and Brazil. And I make that to be, well, that's Argentina's first loss since the World Cup final. Mm-hmm. Well, in fact, it's Argentina's first loss since they lost to Saudi Arabia. So yeah, they probably lost, mm. what, so two two games in uh, 15, I want to say about 45 games, Argentina. Crazy, crazy. And, and-, and Harvard Renard was the first coach, and then and now it's Marcelo Bielsa. And he's claimed the mm. scalp of Brazil as well um, uh, in the last quali- uh, campaign win- uh, qualifying window. Or international window, so that's crazy. I'm impressed with how quickly this Uruguay team have rejuvenated. <laughs> they, were, you, were you expecting any less? I didn't think it would take this short amount of time because Uruguay, for mine, have been sort of this aging team that mm. needed a revamp, needed the next generation it, to come through. Yes, they've come and, through rather quickly. Yes, they have. Mm. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yes, they have. Yeah, yeah, and like the likes of Cavani and Suarez, yeah. like that yeah, team. Sure. Have sort of been phased out, and you got the new blood coming through, and but, they look fantastic, and they look like they can give the World Cup a real shake, mm. provided they stay on the same trajectory. Yeah, true, Nathan. That just goes to show that, that these players were already there, ready, mm. just waiting in the wings. You know, just needing needing an opportunity rather than hey, being you know, we have to introduce them slowly into international football, all that kind of stuff. These players were ready to go. It was a yeah. it looked like a plug and play type of system, and um. Yeah, yeah, from what I've seen of uh, Uruguay, geez, they were really good against Argentina. You had to beat them at La Bobonera as well. Yes. You know? And the game got rescheduled, didn't it? Didn't it? it wasn't originally at La Bobonera. Taylor Swift needs to stop having an impact on football, <laughs> right? Seriously. You know, they they want to, you know, give the Matildas the MCG, right? No, Taylor Swift, fuck off. Stay away. <laughs> right? I mean, you don't want... Football played at the MCG. I'm, so. I'm not. A, I'm not a Swifty anyway. So there you go. But um, <laughs> yeah, could you tell? Um, but um, yeah, look. Um, all jokes aside, it was supposed to be played at the Monumental, but uh, yeah, they moved it across town to uh, to Boca, and um, look, it looked great on TV. But unfortunately, Argentina just uh, could do the business. No, and and hang on to your point. Do you want football played at the MCG though? Yes, I mean, we've talked about it. Yes, I do. Because okay. if you can sell it out, I think there's more to gain. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's where I sit. Yeah. Play football, the MCG. Picks the seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop calling it like, you know, as if it's the greatest stadium in Australia, seriously. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It might be among the biggest, but... Yeah, they the greatest. Better. Oh, mm. That's true. Very true. But you were saying about um, Argentina, Uruguay. Yeah, I mean, Argentina... They're the ones that look like they need a revamp all of a sudden. And I think they'll be all right long term. But they do need to uh, step forward into this new phase 
I think. And they have the players, of course they do, but they're just not quite... Do they have the players? If Messi goes, right? If Messi, you know, Copa America, I assume the Copa America coming up next year is going to be the last tournament for Messi. I don't see him going to 2026. I can, you know. Oh, that's a big call. Do you think... I don't think he'll be starting every game at 2026, but do I see him in the squad? Absolutely. No, surely not. Surely not. The funny thing is I see Ronaldo hanging around more so than Messi. If you asked me after the World Cup, I would have said it the other way. Yeah, true. I I agree with you, but I I don't know. They've both got it on easy street now, haven't they? Well, yeah, but, I mean, Ronaldo hasn't missed a beat in... I know it's only qualifying, but he hasn't missed a beat in qualifying. Yeah. yeah. It's not only just qualifying. Have you seen their group? Sure. But he also is playing, (laughs) you know, but he's also playing well in the the Saudi League as well, right? I mean, I know Messi went to MLS (laughs) and scored a stack of goals as well, but, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. There's no doubt that the European qualifying route is a lot easier than the South American one. Like there's easy and then there's easy. Yes. Like, I, I mean, I'm... Euro Group B, like with France, the Dutch and the Greeks, that's a relatively that's tough, a tough group, group for European qualifying. Yeah, and, but... and, and throw Ireland in there too, right? They're no yeah, sure. mugs, right? Not great. They're not great, but they're not mugs. But then you pull up this group with Portugal in it and like the rest of this group, Slovakia, Luxembourg, Iceland, Bosnia and Liechtenstein. But who even is the threat amongst those teams? Slovakia would have been a bit difficult. I mean, they've made it to okay. they've made it to the camp. You know, they've made it to Euro twenty twenty four now. They wouldn't. They, have, they weren't yes. easy. They weren't easy. But... Oh, yes, they were. Okay, but look, this Portuguese side is stacked, though. It is. <laughs> look, um, they would have qualified out of every group. I'm Exa- sure. Exactly. You know, even if England were in their, is... even if England were in their group, they would have qualified. Sure. Okay. But the point is that I don't think Portugal should be, or, and some of their players should be massively lauded for their performances when sure. most of the time they're playing players that no one's heard of. And they pot one in Europe, in the Euro. I think they are. They're good enough to be. Yeah, I think I think pot ones: Germany, Spain, England, Portugal, then uh, and France. Don't know about yeah. the, other, the other team. But the point is, like Portugal are a good side, but we can't overstate their performances, Ronaldo's performances until they face some better teams oh, for mine. Fair enough. Whereas fair enough. Messi and Argentina, it's a bit tougher. Oh, it is. But look, okay, it's tougher as far as Brazil, Colombia, Uruguay, maybe Paraguay. That's about it. The other, the other five nations aren't that strong. Oh, I, uh, did I say Chile. Colombia? Did I, throw, did I say Colombia? I you did. did say Colombia, yeah. but you didn't okay. say Chile or oh. Ecuador or Venezuela. Oh, look, look they provide it. You know, a test, but they're not. <laughs> they're not the Brazil or the Colombia, no, or the not. Uruguay, you know, or the or the Paraguay for that matter. You know, I think they're the top five. Yeah, I mean, even still, Paraguay may drop out, but yeah, sure. But at least they're playing those games, and we're getting mm. a fair assessment for these odds in South America. Yeah, Ecuador might be the one that you know instead of Paraguay, right? Yeah. So yeah. But you know my thoughts on international football outside of tournaments, Lars. <laughs> the less said, the better. <laughs> yeah. And the expanded World Cup, the expanded Euros, yeah, the expanded yeah. Asian Cup, mm. when uh, it inevitably happens, mm. it just makes these games irrelevant mm. for yep. a lot of the countries that people want to watch. Like, for example, the Socceroos, right? Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. If the Socceroos are anywhere close to not qualifying automatically for a World Cup, it's a disaster. Yeah, but okay, hang on. This first phase of qualifying for the Socceroos 
Oh, yeah, second sure. phase for Asia it should be really a cakewalk, right? I mean, it's not easy, but the trouble that we face as well is that we've only got, you know, we've got West Asian nations in the group rather than any local East Asian opponents. Well, we could be in Japan's group. Well, not at this point in time as far as the no, phase, as in, in this phase, but could, the next phase, yeah, absolutely. No, 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 no. we know. could have been in Japan's groups for this phase. How? I don't see how that no, happened. Swap Japan out and put us in there. Oh, right. Sorry, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And have you seen Japan's group? I did see it the other day, actually. I've, I've got to bring it up now that you mention it. I, I did see it. I thought, okay. I mean, there's fun groups, but then there's that. <laughs> okay. Hang on one second now. The listeners are going to have to talk amongst themselves whilst I bring yes. it up, and then we. I mean, can, I can just can tell you. talk about it, but yes, see, I can't <laughs> recall it off the top of my head. But yes, in Japan's group for this phase of qualifying, they play North Korea, Syria, and Myanmar. That's it. I was going to say Myanmar and North Korea. <laughs> that sounds like a barrel of laughs, yes. doesn't it? <laughs> well, okay. How about this group though? The group that South Korea has. Have you seen that group? Yeah. China, Thailand, and Singapore. See, that's a fun group. That is a that's- fun group. That's somewhat competitive. Yes. Yeah. South yeah. Korea will win the group. Sure. But I, I, I would have liked to, you know, I, I don't mind a mix of, hey, two and two, like two, mm. you know, West Asian and two East Asian, you know what I mean? I think that's okay. But yeah, this is a bit, but um, that group is South Korea, China, and um, and Singapore and Thailand. I mean, because, you know, Thailand uh, will, you know, have been in the uh, Asian Cup before. You know, they're they're fun groups, you know what I mean? And they're yeah. like they're a bit more local to us and have a bit more interest and intrigue for us than the West Asian nations. Yeah, if I, mean, I can put it, if I can put it that way, we're not going to. They're not rivals, you know. Like South Korea would have been, a, you know. I mean, all right, we would have taken a uh, South Korea spot, but China, South, you know, China, Singapore, Thailand would have been fun. That would have been fun, and I reckon you would have seen a, a decent away contingent. Yeah, absolutely, correct, hundred percent. Be fantastic. I don't know You're not how many it. Aussies are going to make the trip to Kuwait for no. Wednesday morning. Only if they're UAE-based, right? Yeah. yeah. And likewise for when the soccerers go and play Lebanon. Correct. And likewise for when they go and play Bangladesh. I don't Correct. think there's going to be that many travellers. So, yeah, I mean, the group that Australia have got, a, it's not great in terms of competitiveness and it's not great in terms of just going to these countries and no. playing these teams. It mm. doesn't throw up the most interesting matchups. No, but that's true. The point is, this phase of qualifying will be a cakewalk for Australia. Mm-hmm. And the next phase, maybe not a cakewalk, but it should be relatively easy to qualify automatically as well. You would hope so, although it's going to have a bit more intrigue in it. You know, because you, you might end up with a Japan in it or an Iran or, you know, because I assume it's the, you know, back to the two groups and, you know, five teams or two, you know, or 12 te- or six teams. Yeah, they right? flashed up the process for yeah. the qualifying before the Bangladesh game and, yeah. There were so many phases because then they take some of the best thirds and fourths and they yeah, do their own yeah, groups sure. and uh, I, yeah. I got lost on it. <laughs> yeah. um, but really, as I say, with eight and a half spots going to Asia, mm. like, surely there's, there's not nine teams, eight teams better than Socceroos. No, surely not. Yeah. And that's no. what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, that's true. That's true. Shall we move on? We shall. We shall. Do you Let's want to talk, talk about the Manchester Derby? No, nah, moving on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And Mary Oh, uh, yes. Did you watch it? I mean, I, I caught up with the highlights. Ah, okay. Right. Same here. Uh, unfortunately, the time zone was uh, not permitting. No, that's right. Something about As... Man U facing Manchester City at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Chloe Kelly put up on her Insta uh, a photo from the game, and the caption was, never much love when we go OT, referencing the uh, the Drake song. Oh, dear. <laughs> I had a chuckle at that. Um, no, that's fair enough. I wasn't having a chuckle when I was watching the game. No. The highlights anyway. <laughs> a little bit of hope once uh, the red card happened, mm. but it wasn't until the red card that United had any real threat in the mm. game. Yeah. And City are uh, a good side. They're a very good team. And United mm. are quite as good as they were last year. I think there's too many outs nah, in terms uh, of transfers. That's true. That's true. Like Alessio Russo and Onabatio, the latter being the most mm. notable one, I think. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Or, and uh, Arsenal looked okay, you know, as well this weekend. Chelsea looking Uni good. Cross got man of the match. Mm. Yeah. Oh, player of the match, I should player say. Not match. Man of the match. Yes. Yes. Player yeah. of the match. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chelsea looking good. With James uh, scoring a hat trick. Where's Newcastle in all this? In the next division below, and they beat Forest three 0 on the weekend. Are they coming up, Newcastle? Uh, don't know. I don't think so. Long way to go. Yeah. Long way to go. But we can talk about Newcastle United in the A League Women's. Yeah, and uh, we can. Emily Van Egmond scoring a goal. Yeah, on her return. Uh-huh. Great to see. Yeah, yeah, it was the, good. I think obviously it's part of the. The nature exactly. of women's football yeah. is not enough games going around that they do move around to different right. clubs in different parts of the world in the year. But yeah. great to have Emily Van Eekbond in Australia for four games. Mm. And Newcastle needed her. Mm-hmm. It's an were. impact. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, look, I mean, it was an interesting week again in the A-League women's. It was. I wasn't able to catch up with it as much as I was hoping heading into the weekend. Phil Sinless. So they um, Melbourne City did win 3-2 at the end. Uh, Western United beating Brisbane at home, which was a Big result because Brisbane have been, you know, been somewhat decent this season so far. And Sydney yeah. FC, FC beating Adelaide away at Adelaide, coming back from yeah. the Asian Women's Champions League. Champions League. Good result that because yeah, it is. There'll be some tight legs, some yeah. tight bodies. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I did see Les mm. just to circle back to the sure. Newcastle City game and yep. uh, Holly McNamara. Yes, two good goals, but unfortunately picked up the injury at the end. Mm. Real shame. Yeah. No, it's not good. I did see that, actually. Not good. Not good. Felt, felt sorry for her, actually. Felt very sorry for her. Uh, I would on the door for the um, Matilda squad. You're right, actually. Me. Yeah, which um, which Tony G announced the other day mm. for the December internationals against Canada. Um, yeah. yeah. Perth and Melbourne victory to a draw, which I did see on Saturday night. Perth are doing pretty good. Better than um, I thought they would. Yeah. And before that game, so the Saturday 6 o'clock was a Interesting uh, game with uh, Central Coast versus Wellington, which I saw, which was uh, had Central Coast uh, winning 1-0. Probably the only uh, successful Central Coast we've seen this season. <laughs> so far, so far. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. But so far, uh, yeah. Um, interesting season so far in the A-League Women's, I think. It's been, yeah. enjoyable. it's been enjoyable thus far. And it's good to see that there is that hangover from the World Cup. Mm. Hangover usually is in a negative sense, but no, there but, is a, yeah. uh, what's, what, what's a positive glow. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, there is that extra boost yes. that the World Cup provides. And uh, yeah, the crowds, I'm, I'm sure I haven't seen the numbers, but I, yeah. I'm certain they're up. No, they look healthy. Ball. Central Coast looks decent, like, you know, for a standalone mm. women's game, it looked decent. Yeah. So and it didn't, didn't look bad. Mm, I agree. I agree. But should we move on to the news of the day, or do you want to go to England? Uh no, we're sticking on Australian football. Let's. Uh, we just did the uh, women's. Let's do more Aussie football news. National second tier. Things. Yes, N- national second tier, which was announced at long last. Eight foundation clubs with 
between another two or four to be announced at some point next year. It's at long last. Yeah, it's at long last, but it, the only thing well, you I got can reservations. Say, yeah, the only thing I can say is that it looks like a Victorian in New South Wales league right now. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm not jumping on that. I am. Negativity. <laughs> it's not. not negative, but it, it is. Just, it is. Look, <laughs> oh, ideally, I would have liked a team from South Australia and a team in from Queensland to be part of the announcement, right? But, you know, you're talking about the, the biggest clubs in Sydney that had, and Wollongong for that matter, that had tradition, that had a presence in the NSL, in the old NSL. And you're talking about two clubs from Victoria that had a presence in the old NSL with South Melbourne and Preston. And a up and comer in Avondale, who um, you know have obviously entrenched themselves in the local scene in Melbourne. Yeah, very much a newcomer. But look, my point and my position is that I would rather have eight or ten or twelve viable clubs, mm. and to get the competition up and running for a couple of years. The alternative being we have clubs from a wider breach, mm. but they fall apart and yeah, they fall in a couple Mate. of seasons. No. No, That's you don't want worse. that. No, okay. You don't want that. But I think 12 is the right number, though. Yeah. If, if provided it's sustainable, right? But 12, no, I think, is the right number. I think I'd like to see it grow up to 16, but in time. Uh, sure. In, in, time, in time, right? In time, yeah. but for a 2025 March kickoff, yeah. if we can manage to get to 12, I think it's great. I would like to see a part of this 12 South Hobart. Yep. would be very nice. Yep, agreed. I'd like to see one or two clubs from Queensland. Be it the uh, name them Sunshine, Sunshine Coast Fire mm-hmm. and uh, is it Brisbane United that have put statements out saying they're still committed to the process? Brisbane City. So the, I think it was Brisbane City. Brisbane City, it was. Yeah, yeah United but, City. Uh, yeah, but they... I wouldn't mind seeing like <laughs> Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane City or Gold Coast uh, Knights for that matter. Yep. Right. Um, I think I'd chuck in Adelaide City. Same teams I would like to see. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's just a case if these teams can, yeah, uh, prove their financial credentials. That's Correct. what it comes down to. And yeah, I would like it to be on sporting merit, sure, ideally, but the finances have to come first. Yep, with this, no, I agree. I would like to get Val's take on it from Adelaide City and see exactly mm. what their position yes. is right now because it'd be very interesting to hear what he has to say about it all. But, um, yeah, and well, the interesting a- thing is, is that, um, James Johnson was saying today that there is an avenue for promotion to the second tier mm. from the MPL clubs and the uh, potential creation of a, a national third tier mm, in the Champions yeah. League format. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Essentially that, a rebranding that's... of the old MPL, MPL championships. Yeah. I don't mind that idea. I don't mind that I've... idea as far, as far as, hey, being an avenue for promotion because you assume yeah. that those clubs would be playing in the MPL and, or in their state's top tier and then yeah competing for the right for promotion right so yeah i don't mind that idea yeah and i think give it a decade or so we will have a fully connected pyramid below the a-league getting a-league clubs promoted and relegated is going to be a tougher ask and a tougher test agree for obvious reasons that we've gone through many times Mm -hmm. but below that i think we can look forward to seeing a fully fledged connected pyramid which is something we can all look forward to i think i think there's mm. plenty of benefits for that. And I see as well people saying that this second tier that's supposed to be beneficial for everyone in Australian football is only going to benefit Victoria and New South Wales because they're the clubs that are in at the moment. And yep. again, I'll rebuff that. Mm-hmm. Having all these professional opportunities for coaches and players benefits everyone. Yeah, and no, I agree. Bigger picture, yeah. These, these second tier clubs will have more money. 
that they can throw around to uh, clubs below them, and there is a trickle-down effect. We hope so. We, we hope, hope so. so. We hope mm. so. Yeah, we hope so. Um, no, but I, I agree. Look, you know, it'd be ideal to have one team from Tassie, a team from South Australia, and two teams from Queensland. But, um, yeah, it's watch this space, most definitely. Those the other A-League uh, Australian football news that uh, hasn't quite been announced yet, but we're expecting it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So by the time the uh, backpeggers are listening to this, then they may already know what we're on about. But uh, we are awaiting a formal launch of the uh, Auckland Expansion Club. Yep. And news on a uh, brand new stadium. Okay. Well, that I didn't know. A boutique waterfront stadium in Auckland as part of the expansion. Wow. That's nice. That's very nice. And that's a statement too. It is. It is. As in... A statement, statement, if you will. Yes, but we <laughs> um, we should mention though that it has been given to a multi club mm. <laughs> player, so to speak, hasn't it, Nathan? Yes, it has a multi sport player too. <laughs> you should you should mention the for those that don't know. Yes, the uh, prospective new owner of the soon to be announced Auckland Football Club to join the A League in due course to make a New Zealand derby. Also owns a. Uh, portion of Bournemouth in the Premier League, Correct. as well as the Las Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I don't know that much about the NHL. I'll mm-hmm. say, hold my hands up. Yeah, got mm-hmm. me. I don't know much mm-hmm. about the NHL. Sure. But um, they did win it two that, seasons ago. Yes, and people do say that they're the most successful expansion club in North American sports history. Yeah, they're, they're very well regarded. Very well regarded. So he seems to know what he's doing. Yeah, and if they're making a statement of putting a stadium on the waterfront in Auckland. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for mm. that. As long as they don't call the club the Auckland Black Knights, please, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, surely please not. not. Surely please not. not. And I don't think, obviously, it won't, it won't be Auckland City FC because that name's already taken. So, Correct. yeah, it will be interesting to see. Do you have any, uh, have you come across any spoilers with regards to the name? Or I haven't seen. Me neither. I haven't seen. I can uh, get on my high horse and say things I wouldn't want it to be called. I don't think... <laughs> what would you like it to be called? Look, I don't think the alien needs another United. I think we've got th- two Uniteds already and two is absolutely plenty, Western and Adelaide. Uh, we definitely don't need another team wearing sky blue. Uh, I think this will be like a dark blue. It should be dark blue. Mm. Auckland sporting clubs should play in dark blue. That seems to be the colours of the city. Dark blue and royal blue. The... the uh, the rugby team, as well as the uh, the Auckland Warriors, when they first came in, played in dark blue, and then they sort of pivoted to be a, a whole New Zealand rugby league team. But that's an- another topic. And by the way, mm. also these suffixes that we see in football, like City and United and mm-hmm. Wanderers and Albion. How like, about Auckland Athletic? It's not terrible. There you go. But Athletic means that you've also got clubs like Charlton, sports. Like Charlton Athletic, right? Like, so. Athletic means you've also got a basketball team, for instance, or something else. That's what Athletic originated from. Fair enough. And Wanderers became came from clubs that moved around. Like Western United should theoretically be the Western <laughs> the Wanderers Western because they had been nomadic. Sure. <laughs> and United comes from the working class unions. Mm-hmm. You're two separate sectors. Like you got uh, railway workers and steel workers. They come together, make a football team. That's United. That's where it comes from. And these meanings of these suffixes haven't come across and translated to Australian football for the most part. Well, Brisbane Raw, Sydney FC, I think they're aptly named. Yes, it does come from the cultural heritage of the owners mm, Perth, and the, Perth, Perth and the people that the clubs are. Yeah. Perth glory, I never quite understood. But, like, but hey, okay. why is 
Adelaide United called United. Because it unites Adelaide. It unites Adelaide's football scene. <laughs> As he puts his hands into his head. But yes, yes, that's right. I mean, it rolls off the tongue nicely. Yeah, it does. Is that is that the marker? Maybe. That's why I suggested Auckland Athletic, but I have no um, idea. And I suspect it won't be called that, that's for sure. No, I thought... But let's just wait and see what happens. I'd like something. Auckland FC is boring. Well, yeah. It needs to be something. And... Not Albion either. Mm, could be a um, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know which way it'll go, but let's wait and see what happens. I also don't like Knights because it's rehashing the yeah. Then that can't be the Kings, and it can't yeah. be the Knights. No, that's for sure. I agree. Yeah. I like that. It seems as though Football Australia is going to these areas where they failed in the past, like Auckland, yep. Yep. and Canberra. I would hazard a guess that uh, the APL want to get uh, a North Queensland team back in. I'm not sure about the Gold that. Coast team. Gold Coast, yeah, sure. Mm. Not sure about North Queensland, though. It may be nice, but yeah, don't know. Mm. Don't know. But having having another crack in some markets where good. it didn't work out in the past. Gold Coast would be good. Yeah, difficult to get a Gold Coast team up and running though, because yep. if the weather's bad, you stay home. If the weather's good, you go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's one of the challenges that uh, Gold Coast faces. That's for sure. And that's every sporting club that's ever been on the Gold Coast yeah, has faced. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. But that's for another day. We Indeed. look forward to hearing about Auckland, and I'm very much looking forward to the prospective New Zealand derby. Hopefully that same, takes same. off. First round. Yeah. Get it in. Yeah. First round. Yep. Do it. Absolutely. It'll be at Eden Park too. Yeah, possibly. It'd be good. Mm-hmm. It would be good. Mm. It would be good indeed. That's but something we can look forward to. Yes. Now, do you want to talk about Everton right now? Let's do it. Okay. That's the other big story of the weekend. I was going to, yeah. I've got a couple of other things, but they're more... I guess trivial, but yes. uh, let's go. We'll save those for later. Let's go with Everton. Yeah, let's get let's get on your your running sheet that doesn't exist. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, assortment Pe- of stories peeling behind the curtain again. <laughs> uh, Everton Football Club docked ten points by the Premier League for uh, financial irregularities. No, for failing the profitability test mm-hmm. by nineteen and- million pounds. Yes, and it come it has come about because in a broad scheme of things, you're not allowed to lose more than 105 million over three years. But uh, despite Everton requesting someone from the Premier League to come in and have a look at their accounts and guide them through the process, yeah, and, and trying to be transparent about it, right? Yeah, did try I'll credit with credit did, yeah. there, but yeah, I think but, they tried to get away with too much than mm, what they could as far as losses were concerned. Well, the sticking point was a lo- the loans for the stadium, and they. The report is that Fahad Mashiri, the owner, loaned Everton money to go towards the stadium and the Everton books had that down as equity. Mm-hmm. But then the Premier League come back and have another look and say, and you can't... that's a loan. That's mm. a loan that probably should be in your, in your, in your debt, your, your liabilities. Yeah. 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 Can't uh, put that I mean, in equity. Balance sheet. Balance sheet irregularities. Yes. And uh... that move, moving stadium loans from equity to liabilities meant that Everton went above the $105 million over three years. That is the limit. And so the Premier League have decided that they should be punished with the a sporting irony, penalty for a financial issue. The irony is, is that if it's saving... So with interest incurred or interest expensed, obviously it does affect equity as well, right? So for those that yeah. don't know. But it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just a reclassification of uh, where these this debt should be realised or... Uh, recognized um, is classified. You know, is it classified as a liability if it wasn't paid or is it classified as equity, which 
it's a very technical term and something that we shouldn't really flesh out in this forum right now unless we had Kieran Maguire on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's been very busy the last half well, of the week. I'm sure he has been too, but, you know, it's at the risk of boring everyone. Yeah, um, yeah I think that, um, you know, I, I feel for Everton with regards to this. The recommendation was six points and plus another point for every five million pounds that the regular was. So, yeah, well, yeah. So it was the recommendation was to go with 12 um, and it ended up, you know, the independent commission that was appointed uh, ended up with uh, going with a 10 point deduction. Now we're expecting Everton to appeal and this to drag on for weeks and weeks. I don't think we'll get an answer on this maybe until April, May. Yeah, I think you get an answer on this by the end of the season, but... You need to because... Yeah, and you'll have resolution around that time, right? You'll have a clearer picture. But where this leaves the likes of Chelsea and Manchester City Mm. is unknown. And those issues may not be decided upon during this season. So you could have a, a situation where Manchester City goes and wins the league again this season and then next season... Uh, be faced with relegation if yeah. the charges are proven. Well, the thing is, the charges have been the charges are not for this current season. They the period for which that they're on the hook for ended in 2017. So City have been yeah sure perhaps looking in the rearview mirror a little bit. But any points deduction is if now. they are to get one mm. is will happen now. Yeah, correct. Whenever or they do in the process, future, of correct. course. Yeah. Um. But I think everyone's having a little joke. If Everton are getting 10 points deducted for one charge, then City should get 1,150 points deducted. Yeah, sure, that's a joke. But the, That is a joke, but, yeah. That is a joke, but that's... Um, but as far as relegation is concerned, it could very well be on the cards. Possibly, possibly. The thing is, like, City's charges are very different. Everton have sort of got their hand caught in the cookie jar, whereas City are uh, denying it completely and... Yeah. That's a on, whole other on, on can technic- of worms. On, technic- on technicalities. Likewise, Chelsea. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, and Chelsea haven't been charged with anything as of yet, but uh, we're expecting something to be handed yeah. down. And they're being investigated, that's right, currently, yeah. which is where we know things are at. But, it's but the interesting all- thing mm. off the back of Everton, was mm. is that um, Burnley, Leeds, Leicester are planning to sue Everton. And, and there were reports of Southampton as well, but really... Yeah. Really? What is the point? It's not as if it's like a situation where you had many years ago with um, West Ham, and I want to say it was Sun, uh, it was Sheffield United, uh, where Sheffield United were successful in suing West Ham for the irregularity with regards to the way those transfers happened of uh, Harvey Muscatano and um, Carlos Tevez, mm. right? This isn't a similar situation, so I don't understand how these clubs could potentially kick off legal action. Oh, I think from their perspective, they're seeing Everton get knocked with 10 points at the moment. If they got hit with that penalty last year, that would have seen them relegated and Leicester would have stayed up, costing them the broadcast revenue for this current season. But this has happened over the period of three to four years, not just now. So, you know. And also, you can't allow it to happen because then if Everton happen to finish 15th, they can drop down. The team that finishes 16th can sue as well because they've missed out on a couple of million because they played, would have placed one higher. Like, it would just open up a massive Pandora's box, and I can't imagine that this is going to get too far up the line in terms of a, a real case for Burnley, Leeds, Leicester, Southampton, and potentially others. I think Everton probably should be happy to take the points deduction 
at the moment, judging the uh, teams towards the bottom of the Premier League this season. I think if you're going to get a points deduction if you're Everton, make it this season because yeah, it's very rare you see teams as bad as Luton, Burnley and Sheffield United in the league. I agree. And look, all Everton needed two wins are, you know, around, you know, two clear wins. Um, and the others that are around them don't, and they're out of the relegation zone. Well, I think they'll be fine. Mm. I think they will be fine as well. Um, Any other year they wouldn't be. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you there. The fact is and that so, they've had 10 points relega- uh, deducted so far, and they're in second last. They're mm. 19th, not 20th. Yeah. So, you know. Shows the quarter yeah. at the bottom of the table. Correct. And I just think Everton would be fine. And that timing that it's come down this season and not at the back end of last season has kicked off a conspiracy theory or two, uh, aimed at the Premier League, that they withheld heading down the, yeah. uh, the points penalty to yeah. try and save Everton. Of course. <laughs> Have you got any more there, Nathan? No, uh, I'm not subscribing to it. Oh, dang. Okay, I thought you might. But <laughs> No. Yeah, but, lovely, uh, you know, I've seen it kicking about. Love a good conspiracy theory so we can flesh it out. That's all. They're always fun. <laughs> yeah, but the theory is that the Premier League delayed and delayed, waited for Luton and Sheffield and Burnley to come up just to hand Everton the 10-point uh, penalty and that's ah, they'll be all right. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> that that isn't even a conspiracy theory. That's an observation. Yep. <laughs> but yes, that's a passing ob- observation, I should say. That it is. But it's a a difficult moment for Everton and their supporters. I'm sure. Another low moment under Fahad Mashiri's ownership. And even though we both think they'll be fine and they won't go re- they won't get relegated, it's still not something you want to see your club associated with. And yeah, agree. I think. If it was anyone other than Triple Seven with their record, then Everton supporters would be waiting to. Uh, well, they couldn't wait to see the back of Fahad Mashiri. Oh, is this better than the devil you know than the devil you don't? Out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah. Is Fahad Mashiri all that bad right now? <laughs> you know, it's compared to Triple Seven, right? I mean, look, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, look, as far as Triple Seven are concerned, I think it's a watch this space in particular with Melbourne Victory and seeing how they manage that situation. Whilst I don't know if, um, you know, they're going to pass the, um, the test of the Premier League to uh, make this acquisition of Everton happen. Yeah, I mean, if I was an Everton supporter, I wouldn't be uh, looking over the horizon too far because I don't like what's over there if it is to be Triple Seven. You just have to look at the other clubs they own and how many have been relegated or got very, very close to it. I mean, Everton are not exactly clear of relegation themselves, but I dare say if it is to be Triple Seven and their trend continues, then we will see that shining new stadium in the championship. It is that way. It appears that way. But let's Mm. look. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. I think that I think you're right. I agree with you with regards to Everton. I think they'll be okay given the calibre of the opposition that um, is around them right now. But, yeah, I think they'll survive just. Shall we move on, Les? Indeed, indeed. Where do you want to go now, Nathan? What have you got? I want to know what's on your list. Oh, I don't, have, right I don't have a list, but uh, I do have a couple of things I call my eye. Go on. So, the Coupe de France. Oh, I did see this. You sent me this, yeah. <laughs> how how good is this, really? If It's a, it's a great story. <laughs> so, uh, FC Thionville. I hope that's mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. Sounds all right to me. Fifth-tier French side, right? Travelled. A round trip, 32,630 kilometres, right, or 20 hours each way to New Caledonia, right, to play. Uh, what's the name of the club here? Hang on, because I haven't got my glasses. I should have brought them in, but that was silly of me. To play Ingenie Sport in Namia. 
a New Caledonian club. Correct. Who was that? The fact Fantastic. that a New Cal- uh, the fact that a New Caledonian club is eligible to play in the Coupe de France. This is great. It's fantastic. I think there's some other clubs in some French colonies as well, like French Guiana, I think. Yeah, but French Guinea, whichever it is. Not as far as uh, as New Caledonia, though. No. Right. And it's to, amazing you know, that the French Cup is allowing these teams to be a part brilliant. of it. And I think it's awesome. I tell you what, if they're eligible to play in this cup, why not? That means they're eligible to win this cup. Correct. That's right. Which means they're eligible to go and qualify for the Europa League. Correct. Correct. <laughs> which would be awesome. Imagine if a new exactly. Imagine if a new Caledonian side <laughs> won the Coupe de France. I mean, <laughs> imagine that. We can only live in hope one day that that does happen. The team from New Caledonia going to uh, St James's Park and yeah, that's right. In in the Europa League, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, uh, hey, hey, settle <laughs> down, settle down. You're more likely to get Old Trafford in the Europa League. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but having said that, yeah. So, uh, so yes, FC Theophil were successful though. They won four nil, unfortunately, unfortunately. Be- beating mm. the Egani. I hope I pronounced that right. Egani Sport. But there you go. Great story. Mm. And I also had a look on the UEFA website. It is indeed accurate that they would be eligible to play in Europe mm. League if they did would manage somehow to win yeah, the correct. Coup de France. The other thing that caught my eye, uh, Nathan, was uh, the amount of injuries that Real Madrid have suffered in this international break. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with the teams that I'm supporting this season, like oh. I mean, I'm supporting currently? Newcastle United and, and Real Madrid. Oof. It's I everyone. Mean, yeah, but Hammervinga's gone for 12 weeks at least, yep. you know. Um, and uh, Vinny's out for a couple Vinny, of months. Vinny's out for like eight to ten. Yep, it's just staggering. Staggering. It's been a fair few injuries this international break. Like Gavi mm. is one that we should mention too. Yes, that's true. Unfortunately, he's out for a year now and he misses the <laughs> Euros and the Olympics. That's just terrible. Playing a, a meaningless game for Spain. That's just terrible. Oh, I did see that, but I didn't realize it was for a year. That's just terrible. Yeah. And, yeah. Again, it's just the amount of games that these guys are asked to play. Mm. It's just um, you can't yeah. keep ask, asking footballers to play 50, 60, 70 games a year. I think they're going to need like, to go to the point of three squads. Probably. Like, you know, cut down people's pay a little bit, a little bit and actually ha- have the depth of like three squads. So it'll become like baseball in a way. But, you know, Major League Baseball, you know, you see they have like three or four rosters, right? Because they're playing. So, play, but sorry? You're still going to play like. The same players every week, though. You need to force rotation. Yeah, I think it's going to have to. Well, look, maybe I'm, you know, projecting you, you know, years down the track, but I can see that you're going to have two different starting 11s for the really what, big you're clubs. Gonna have, you're going to have to have a a cup team and a league team. Yeah, you? yeah. Whoa. Or like something, something of that nature, because because of the fact that there's international football now, they've added the you know world club, you know, the world club. Uh, World Cup Club Challenge or whatever they're going to call it, right? Um, but that hasn't where, been going yet. Like, it's it, yeah, bad now. Yeah, exactly right. But, you know, and now there's going to be other changes if the changes, further changes to the Champions League and Europe pre-season football where they're travelling for it. You know, it's, look, it's, it's great to see them travel, no doubt, right? It helps with fans across the world because it is truly the global game. But it does have an impact on these uh, on these athletes. And, you know, I, and look, one thing I'll give Klopp his credit on, we do say he's a whinger and a whiner, but um, he doesn't do it without reason. And he's right with regards to the number of football matches being played. And look, we all love it, right? Don't get us wrong. You know, some of us love it more than others because, Nathan, as you've said plenty of times, you're not a fan of international football. However, 
It's got to be played. No, I'm not a fan of international international football outside of tournaments. But in order to get to those (laughs) tournaments, you've got to play international football, right? Yeah, uh, just draw some lots. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't work that way. So that being that being said, right? um, You know, and these players want to play for their nations. I mean, look at Lewis, uh, and we didn't mention like Diaz was there scoring Mm. a brace against Brazil for Colombia. Yeah, right in their win. Right, and and great moment, and you know his father has just you know gone through that ordeal, and he's sitting in the stands and just bawling his eyes out. And quite rightly, these players want to play for their country. Yeah, so they want to play for their clubs. They want to play for their country. But they're not robots. No. So if that's the case, and you want to see them at somewhat of a decent level, they do need to have a break. And that's why I'm saying, like you know, in England in particular. Right, because they're playing more football in England than anywhere else. Um, you know, because in Spain you don't have a League Cup, but you just have the Copa del Rey. Germany, you've got the Pokal, you don't have a League Cup. Um, and the fact is, I think in England as well now they've gotten rid of the FA Cup replay rounds. Yes, yeah, yep, they've gone. Which is, you know, which is a no-brainer. Great money spinner. Get it completely. Love the magic of the cup, but you've got to have a decision on the day. I think. Yeah, and. To get around that, just have the Premier League team give all the gates to the Correct. lower league side. Yeah, hundred percent. That's how you get around it. Like, yeah, exactly. Premier League teams don't need gates for a, an FA Cup third round replay Correct. against Oxford United. Correct. Correct. Um, so that being said, and look, yeah, it's great to have these clubs come to your ground, but if it's going to be a bigger ticket, and obviously would be for it to be hosted at, um, you know, at the Premier League clubs' ground, host it there, right? Just. Um, you know, it makes sense there, right? So the amount of football that's being played in England in particular, in the UK, they do need to kind of scale that back somehow. And the only way you can do that is if you don't scale it back, you need to increase the number of players that you have in your squad. The problem is, Laz, early rounds of the FA Cup and the League Cup, the internationals don't play. Like A lot of people suggest to scrap the League Cup, right? For I'm not saying scrap footballs. it. I'm not saying scrap it, Nathan. Sorry to interrupt. I'm not saying scrap it. You need to have a... Another side ready to go. Yeah, but the alternative that everyone suggests is to scrap the League Cup, no. get rid of the uh, FA Cup replays. But these internationals are only ever going to play one or two games in that competition once it gets to the pointy end anyway. Most of the time, half the big clubs get dumped out and they don't play games in that competition anyway. So for those who are jetting around the world, it's only going to knock off one or two games a year, which is not going to make that big of, big of an impact. Yeah, I'll take your point. Look, I just think that there needs to be more of a um, a reserve built up and more reliance on your reserve, as it were, right, if we're putting player welfare first, right? Everybody obviously wants to put the club's success and welfare in, in, you know, at, at the forefront. And without a successful club, yes, you can't be afforded the luxury and the opportunities. I get it. However, if we're serious about player welfare, they're already playing too much. They're already playing too much. And, uh, you know, when they train... And they play, you know, if they're playing every three days, they shouldn't be training. But you need to train in order to actually do your formation. And most of the stuff that they're actually doing is tactical training rather than anything else when they're playing every three days. Yeah, exactly. But there's too many games on the calendar. And UEFA insisting on adding more teams to the Champions League and more teams to Europa League, more games going around. and. Hang on, I disagree also, with you. As watchers of the game, I'm happy with the amount of football that's on the available <laughs> yeah, consumption. But, but what I'm saying to you, my point is, all jokes aside, is the welfare of the player. And 
My solution would be that I think the Premier League would need to drop two teams. I think if you change the Premier League to drop it down to 18, like we see in Germany and some other leagues in Europe, you knock out a couple of games in the year, you allow for some midweeks off that they currently don't have now, more rest, more recovery, the important part of that, and you would see less injuries, maybe even 16. I think 18 is the right number. I think 18 is the right number, and I think 18, would the way that Germany has it, is probably right. Uh, and I would do that in Spain and Italy as well. I mean, Laz, if we lost the bottom four clubs of the Premier League, would you be all that disappointed? Not this season, but Everton with fans would be. <laughs> <laughs> On that, Laz, we teased it last episode, and uh, I reckon we can explore it. International break. Yes, okay, go on. We can uh, go through an ideal Premier League. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there you are with wanting to be Premier League centric again, Nathan. Come on, there's a world of <laughs> football outside the Premier League. Even you when there's that. no Premier League on right? this weekend. Yes, that's right. You know, got to cram it somehow. There's a whole world of football outside <laughs> the bloody EPL. Although we are grateful for it. I mean, it provides great value at the time. There's no doubt. Of course, but yes, this is a little fun game. Start from scratch. Every team is no longer at England's top table, and we're starting again, Laz. Hang on one second. Before you do that, mm. can I just go back to inter- uh, international football for a minute? No, oh, if you have to. Okay. Nigeria. You're a fan of Nigeria. You do like I'm them. a fan of it. Yeah. Of their national team. Okay. So, Nigeria have drawn their opening two qualifiers. Do you want to know who they played against? Go on. 153 ranked Lesotho <laughs> and 125 ranked Zimbabwe. Wow. Zimbabwe's starting keeper. Right, and I'm going to credit CBS Sports Galazzo for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zimbabwe starting keeper, Donovan Bernard, plays for a local club called Chicken Inn. <laughs> Lesotho don't have a single player playing outside of Lesotho. Wow. And, and like, this Nigerian side. Full of yeah. big league players. Correct. Amazing. What, what's going on with the Green, with this green Eagles? The what's, Super Falcons. Super Falcons, sorry. I get them confused between <laughs> Green Eagles, Super Green Falcons, Super Green Eagles. <laughs> I just know that yeah. Nigeria dressing green. The um, African qualifying, African uh, Nations League, African Cup of Nations, whatever tournament it was, whatever mm-hmm. games they were playing, yep. it just shows like it is brutal. And yep. if you're not on it, you definitely do uh, get unstuck at times. Mm. But there's a lot of good teams in Africa, mm. a lot of good teams. And it's good to see that they are getting the bulk of the new spots at the World Cup True. because uh, Africa needs all these spots because there's too many good teams that miss out. Like, how long has it been since uh, Ivory Coast were at the yeah. World Cup? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Look, um, and they get to host uh, the 2030 World Cup Africa yes. in Morocco. So In part. In part. <laughs> in with part. half a dozen other countries. In part. Yes, so I think that'll be the way for this side from 2034 that uh, most World Cups will go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Again, yes, I know, I know. But look, <laughs> I've got something that is football related, but not quite on the pitch related. Go on, Sergio Ramos and oh Gerard yes, does El Clasico ever stop? Although I did see that Sergio Ramos hasn't won autograph a Real Madrid jersey. Mm. Mm. Okay. Autograph PSG in a Sevilla jersey, but not a Real Madrid yep. jersey, which is Ooh. yeah, a bit weird. But that's um, a classic overstop. I don't know because no, uh, <laughs> one Shakira was happened happened to be in Seville and picking up a Latino Grammy, if that's the right mm. term for it. And that song, Nathan, was about Sharon uh, Pico. Yes, I know the song. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, I, I don't. But yes, there you go. 
I know that it existed. I know that Shakira did do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that Sergio Ramos presents the award, <laughs> given their history. Well, the song's not that good. Right? It's it's obvious they've given her the award just to stick it to PK or something like that. Like, Fair enough. Give the award to Rosalia, surely. Sure. <laughs> okay. Why not? But it's very funny. It is very funny. So, especially having Sergio Ramos there. Correct. Which is the funniest thing. Um, and presenting the award, you know, smiles and yeah, all good. All good. Mm. Uh, let's talk about this proposition that you have about redoing the Premier League and going 20 clubs based on what is the criteria? What feels right in. Well, if, we're going, if we're going on what feels right, Manchester United wouldn't be in my Premier League. <laughs> no, they have to be. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but if we're going with what feels right, I would actually rather a European Super League, much to the chagrin of oh. everybody. The everybody, oh. you know, much to the chagrin of football romanticists everywhere. Yeah, right? me. Yes, you. <laughs> and And me to an extent. But I think that's a topic that we should do one day as well. Yeah, much, much to your much, much to your disappointment and disdain yeah. and everybody yeah. else's. It'd be a fun exercise. Yeah, I think so. That would be. All right, Laz, have you got a list for your own? I haven't. I'm happy to flesh this one out with you. All right, cool. Because I've got mine in front of me here. I've got a, Jeez, a you, theoretical you've come prepared. 20. You've come prepared. And, uh, I won't lie. I've had this list on my phone for about six months. <laughs> oh Nathan Gould I don't like this I'm sorry uh, you know, call me on a wheezy no 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 all good let's go let's go I'm happy oh. to I'm happy to bounce off you with uh, with regards to this one and um, yes let's see if we can agree change your mind have an argument let's go let's do it alright I, I think got... hang on hang on though but I think you really are pining for an argument tonight for some reason a little bit yeah, I thought so. I can tell you got that. Yeah, <laughs> we you got that tone yeah, in your voice, and you know, we haven't had a Barney for a while, so let's go. Mm. All right. Now, stop me when you disagree, and then if I've missed any clubs at the end, you can uh, defend their honour. Sure. So this is, if we're starting from scratch, the 20 teams that, yep. that I'd pick up sure. from the mm-hmm. well, the old Premier League teams and the AFL mm-hmm. and sure. whatever else. Yep. So the quote-unquote big six are all in here. Who are they? City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Okay, so you still have Chelsea as a top six side. Yeah, for now. Right. Okay. <laughs> I just want to clarify that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Go on. Uh, to so go I've with got, them. Hang on. So I've got Manchester City, mm-hmm. Manchester United. Yep. Okay. Tottenham Hotspur. Arsenal. Arsenal. Yep. Arsenal, Tottenham. Chelsea. Yeah. And Liverpool. And Liverpool. Okay. Yep. So far. Okay. Let's go. All right. I've got Everton in here because you need Everton. If you have Liverpool, yes, yes, you need yes. Everton. But okay, I've got your boys, of course, Newcastle, mm-hmm. and then all the Eastern rivals, Sunderland. Sunderland. Okay, you're right. I've got Forest in here. Yep, I've got Leeds. So I make that you're at ten so far. I'm at eleven now. Eleven. All right. Okay. Yep. I've got Southampton. Right. And I've got um, Fulham. Right. West Ham. Right. Villa. Right. I've got Blackburn and Leicester. Um, even, yeah, okay. Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, and I chucked in Portsmouth. Mm, I Any complaints? Yes. Um, who, why, and who instead? Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I would have... All right, so we're saying the top seven, right? Yep. Okay, which includes Newcastle United. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Um, Sunderland, yes. Okay, eight. You said Forest and Leeds, yeah? I did say Forest and Leeds. And Villa. And Villa, yep. Okay, no argument there, so we got 10. Um, okay, so then Everton, 11. Um, Southampton, 12. Yep. Okay. So in here we've also got Fulham and West Ham. Yeah, Fulham, no. I'd probably put in Crystal Ooh. Palace instead of Fulham. Oh, see, I reckon, oh, yeah, that's a good shout. Thank you. That is a good shout. Yeah. Fulham are just so Premier League. No, West of London's already covered. You need oh, South London. Enough. You need and you need South London. Yep. Um, and you've got the East with West Ham, right? So that's right. So that's covered. Um, so I make that out. I'm at twelve there, aren't I? Uh, no, 13, 13, 13, 13. Yep. Okay. So we're going. So we're going seven. Um, and I said Everton. That's eight. Uh, Forest and Leeds ten. Crystal Palace and uh, West Ham. That's twelve. Okay. Southampton, 13. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Southampton's probably the only one from the South Coast that would go for. Although. They need a derby. They need a derby. Oh, then I'd give them Brighton. <laughs> I'd give them Not Brighton. Portsmouth. I'd give them Brighton instead of Portsmouth. Ah, Brighton are the new boys on the scene. Yeah. No, hang on. But they've been around. Look, they've been around as a club for, a, you know, while they were in, in the FA Cup semifinals in the 80s. And, you know, they've been there. Now, okay. Portsmouth are league champions. No, perhaps. sorry. Multiple times. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Um, I so yes, okay. So if I was going to put another one in from the south, I'd go Brighton, but I'm just going to put them to the side for now. So I'm at thirteen. Okay. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, not Sheffield United. Wow, that's controversial. Okay, so that's fourteen. Did I say Villa? You did. I did say Villa. So hang on. So Villa would make that fifteen. All right. Um. Then Leicester, surely. No. Wow. Okay. No All Leicester. Right. No Leicester. No Blackburn. Oof. Okay. So fifteen. So I'm going to go Ipswich Town sixteen. Ah, good old Ipswich. Yep. Right. Are you taking might, Norwich then? I might throw Norwich in for an East Anglian derby. That's seventeen. Yep. yep. Um. Okay. So got Merseyside covered. We've got well, Manchester covered. We've got Leeds covered. North, yep. Northeast. Yeah. So the northeast covered. We've got to go West Bromwich Albion. Good shout. Good shout. Right. I sort uh, of tossing up with uh, some teams that just missed the card. West Brom were one of them. I yeah. made Derby another one. No, nah, they can miss out. Um, so now I'm looking for two more, I think. I think I'm at 18. I think you are. So I'm looking for two more. Mm. Are you inviting back in Blackburn or Leicester? No, not at this point. Not uh, Plucky Brentford? No. No. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. Um, hmm. Cardiff, Swansea? No, see, I, I don't think Cardiff and Swansea should be in there, right? Because then you, you would have Celtic and Rangers. Cardiff and Swansea are part of, part of yep. Wales, right? They should, be in, the Welsh, they should <laughs> be in the Welsh League. Not in the, you know. um, no, but I, I understand why they, why they have yeah. that. Um, hmm. The other two, that's... It's difficult. Okay. It, it is to nail it down is, the last it, couple spots. The last two are difficult. Okay. Huddersfield. Um, oh, no. See, I'd go Bolton Wanderers instead of that. Oh, good shout. I like Bolton. Yeah. Good shout. Right. Instead of Huddersfield. Burnley. No. Luton. No. Swindon. No. See, I'd be more inclined to go Wimbledon than Swindon, but I'm not going to do that right now. Just merge them and go Swimbledon. 
No, no, that's <laughs> Wimbledon, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll impress a lot of people. Um, oh, okay. Jeez, these last two are very, very tricky, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Watford. Ooh, okay. I want to say Watford, 2019. I like it. I like it. Are you going to chuck in Millwall? No, no, no. I will go with Middlesbrough. Another team from the northeast. I should have known. Yeah, I'm going to go Middlesbrough. <laughs> I think that's my 20. Yeah, I think if that's all, my 20. If all right, and that was 20. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think it's close enough to 20. Yep. Do you have any disagreements with one uh, that 20 that I've said? Tell you what, I like my list because I've got a derby for everyone. Yes, I missed out on East Anglia. I would rather the East Anglian derby, to be honest, than the Sheffield derby. Would you? Yep. I mean, both are so hotly contested. Both are very fierce. Mm. I think there's a lot of history with Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United, like everything that goes with Hillsborough, I think. Oh, but then, no, but listen, Hillsborough was... Uh, I know it's a disaster, but... Liverpool versus Nottingham Forest. It just happened to be at Hillsborough. Yeah. So it wasn't really that, related to Sheffield, you know, Sheffield United versus Sheffield Wednesday or anything of that nature. It just happened to be at Hillsborough and it was Liverpool versus Not, uh, Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I like the... See, Bolt... Yeah, see, I mean, I could take Bolton out. I mean, I don't mind. Right mm-hmm. and put Burnley in. That would be okay. I'd probably choose Bolton over over Burnley. Yeah. Um. Jeez. I mean, there's some. You know, I don't Blackburn over both of them. Yeah. I mean, I've got Blackburn over both of them. Yeah. Look, I I can understand that. I can understand that. Um. Because mm, they're they, one of the OG teams too, Blackburn. Yeah. I know. Look, I I, I understand where you're coming from. It, it has mm. merit. Um. See, Barnsley were you know. Premier League club as well. You had Bradford, Bradford yep. City, you know. Mm-hmm. So were they great? No, but, you know, yeah, it's an interesting one. Mm. But I think I would rather the Sheff- the East Anglian derby than the Sheffield derby. Wow. I don't know. I th- you need Sheffield, some sort of representation. And it's been so long since we've had a Sheffield derby in the top flight. Well, yeah. It's sort of gone to the back of the mind, I guess, a little bit. Mm. Okay, well, let's go with who are the top. Like, let's, are you going to go the biggest 20, 20 clubs? Are there any clubs there that don't fit in that twenty? You're talking about biggest clubs in uh, Outgo City. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Outgo's Chelsea. <laughs> well, Fulham would go from yours. Yeah, Fulham would go. Chelsea, Chelsea would stay. Yeah, so they would. They would. Chelsea are the biggest team in London. City would stay. Portsmouth would probably go. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, so you See, can't be a big club if you haven't won a European Cup. Yeah, 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 like a European trophy. Yeah, the European. We're, no, we're, the not European going, we're, not, we're not. We're not going into this conversation, <laughs> yet, right? Um, but that's yeah. why Arsenal's not a big club. Ouch! Ouch! Listen, Arsenal got a huge <laughs> following. Huge following, right? And and you also can't be uh, a big it's, club it's, if you're the only a, team from your city. No, that's a load of rubbish. It's a toss up between. <laughs> I would say it's a toss up, like Arsenal. Would be bigger than Chelsea in my mind. Two European Cups plus. No, no, no. Supporter base. Recently title. No, no. Supporter base. Arsenal are bigger than Chelsea. Not just about supporter base, is it though? No, it isn't, Nathan. But it it plays a role in it, right? Because Everton, by that reckoning, Everton wouldn't win a wouldn't be in it either. But Everton have like Liverpool itself is split between blue and red, right? We're talking like in the same household. It's not a, a geographical thing. Right, Liverpool, that Liverpool rivalry mm. is one of the most unique. I think you know, it, like there would be rivalries like that in Spain, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like in local r- rivalries, um, in Greece, no, 
um, because that's a geographical parts of the city in Athens, right? Um, you wouldn't have family members like that. Generally, families would follow, you know, like, but in, in Liverpool's case, with Everton and Liverpool, you do have families split down the middle. Yeah, and you've also got families split between Arsenal and Tottenham. Oh, uh, there is a geographical split in North London, though. Yeah, it's not quite as... Because Tottenham, because don't forget Arsenal were... Integrated as... Yeah, yeah, yeah Arsenal weren't yeah. originally North London. Yeah, they, they had to move. Correct, correct. So there's a geographical element to that rivalry as well. They uh, moved in on Tottenham's turf. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yes, the uh, was there it, is South a... Tottenham Gunners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. There is, a, there is a. Well, they're not in Tottenham itself, right? No, oh, I know. Yeah, they're not. In <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm yeah, just is. fishing. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> no, an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Is there a rivalry that we've missed, or is there a, a club that we've that you think that you struggled on? Uh, I struggled to find because I. Drafted up my list, looking for derbies for everyone. Sure. Essentially making sure that there's a big game every weekend. Yep. I struggled with the Midlands. I think it's just Villa and um, West Brom. Yeah. Oh, I, I hate to have Leicester in there. I think they're the two biggest clubs in there, in the, in the Midlands. Forest. Oh, hang on. Hey, listen. Hang on a second. Whoa. Let's take West Brom out for a second. Birmingham City. Yeah. Neither of us mentioned Birmingham City. And now that you say it, I think Villa-Birmingham is probably the most fierce derby in England. Hmm. We rarely see it now, but mm. when it does happen. Yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing it for a while. And then when that Rooney's taking over. Oh, gee, what a mess that is. They had a good thing going with John Eustace. Yeah, they did. They did. They were, they were heading very much in the right direction. They might mm. have even been coming up, but yeah. Yeah. Americans come in and ruin everything, huh? <laughs> Not always, but in this case, they have. <laughs> um, but yeah. Back the manager is uh, doing good things for you just to get a big name in. Yeah. 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 Um, we're going to have to do. We're going to have to do the top 20 clubs in Europe for a Super League. I assume it would be Super League or 24, like two conferences of 12 maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, for this 20 bot, back beggars, draft up your own list. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. Let us know. Mm. I'm sure we've uh, offended a a fair few supporter bases up and down the UK with this last 10 minutes. I'm sure we've upset Preston North End supporters. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We would have. You know, um... Oldham Athletic supporters. We haven't meant to. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Charlton. Charlton Athletic. Yeah. Leighton Orient. Millwall. QPR. Yep. I mean, QPR. Yeah. You know. We didn't mention Bournemouth. No, but. For good reason. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> or Plymouth. No. Yeah. I don't know about Plymouth Argyle. It just shows as well the amount of big football clubs there are up and down the UK. It's. Oh, they're, they're huge. It's they're just huge. amazing. Like, you go. 5Ks up the road, there's another massive club mm. with a massive supporter base. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, very much so. Very much look, so. Send in, send in your feedback on that uh, list of 20. We might mm. have to draft them up and put them up on the socials. Mm. Yep, just to, indeed. Uh, I, might, I, might, I, I might have to listen back and refine mine and then post it. We'll see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, bait some interactions, um, I think. <laughs> but um, what are you looking forward to for the rest of this international week and into the weekend, Nathan? Because I think we'll... Uh, uh, I don't know when we're getting together again soon, but... It won't be before the weekend. No. So uh, we may indeed uh, have to say that I'm looking forward to the Sydney Derby on the weekend, but... Yes, same. Before that, I'd say Palestine Australia, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I haven't got much else. SBS will be broadcasting Brazil versus Argentina. Whoa. Wow. I didn't oh, know that. Wednesday morning. When's that on? Just come out. Um, let me just check, but it's just come out and dropped tonight, actually. 
I wish they'd shown Uruguay Argentina. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Here we go. Wednesday. Wednesday, eleven twenty a.m. The broadcast starts. So um, Brazil versus Argentina. Cool. World Cup qualifier. Check that one out. Mm. So if you can manage to get around it, that'd be good. Mm. Hopefully Hope the referees on SBS as well. Yeah. Hopefully the referees don't ruin it and. Um, and say that about every game, Les. Yeah, and the players don't ruin it. I mean, I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just that the last time the, you know, I think, um, was it the Copa America final? Brazil versus Argentina, it was just a non-event. You know, it really oh, was. It was just a, dr- it was. Just a drab mm. watch. It was unfortunate. It was a letdown. But hopefully this one's a good one. Um, but interesting to know that SBS will have all the World Cup 2026 on. As they should. Mm, so... As they should. Hey, Optus did a good job with the last World Cup, though, to be fair. They did, but yeah. SBS is a spiritual home. It is, it is. Stop being a football romanticist, will you? <laughs> What's the point no, of that? I get it, I get it. I know, I know. <laughs> you, you've got to have romance and football hand in hand, that's for sure. Completely understand it. So there you go. Very much so. Yes. Very much so. And I'm looking forward to Manchester, Liverpool, Manchester City as well on Saturday yes. night. Big game. And uh, yeah. No, that should be fun. That should be fun to watch. That should be mm. Sydney Derby. Bay mm. Inter is on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, tell you what, Laz, big we're spend another five ten minutes talking about the uh, the Clasico that was on last night. Which one was that? Barca Real Madrid. Ah, oh, and the women's. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. Uh, probably by design, you didn't bring that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Bar- I, Barca is too good. I, yeah, they're way too good, man. They're way too yeah. good. And full credit to them, right? So, uh, good luck to them. Good luck to them. Um, but Real will improve and uh, challenge in due course. That, that there's you no hope. doubt. No, that there's no <laughs> doubt. Ah, uh, listen. I mean, you know, Barca have been, you know, had the jump on Real Madrid when it comes to women's football for a long time. So, yeah. If, and um, Real, Real shouldn't have got a point out of Chelsea in the Champions League. It, we, actually, we should mention. <laughs> Because that yeah, was a farce. Yeah, that was. And if there was VAR, that wouldn't have um, occurred, to be fair. But, hey, you got to play the whistle. Yeah. And, and Emma Hayes was right to blow up. I understand that. But there's very little that she could do about it, unfortunately. But, yes, yes it, was a, it wasn't it was a great call as far as the penalty was concerned. The foul no, was outside the box. It was. And the goal that was ruled out as well was dodgy. For, off, for offside, yeah. She, yeah. That, she wasn't offside. But, look, hey. You, you know, it's the rub of the green, right? And it is. And the Women's Champions League is back midweek as well. Mm. So, uh, as always, yes. another game of football on the horizon, isn't there, Les? Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? But yeah, thanks for mentioning the El Clasico in women's. Uh, no, that's really <laughs> nice of you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I could let you <laughs> get off the hook. <laughs> just but once. Les, I think, just, just once, yeah, right? Just once. You're almost got out of here. The door's there. I'm almost out. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Uh, never mind. All good, well, my friend. I think we've hit good. the back peg. Yes, we have indeed, Nathan. Thank we you. Thank you to each and every one of the listeners who check, this, check us out every single week. Indeed. Uh, we love each and every one of you. And uh, look, send us your feedback. Send us your Premier League top 20 mm, list. Indeed. Send us your Super League drafts as well. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Give us some inspiration. Yeah, we might put a... Uh, yeah, we might put some polls. Uh, we'll see how we go. We'll uh, mm. see if I can... Yeah, we'll see what we can do. But um, yes, much love to everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy the week of football ahead. Enjoy your time away. Congratulations to your friends again. And um, all the best. Take care, all.